space, final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we are Dr. Squealus this week, but don't worry, he'll be back next week, and I'm sure he'll have uh, a lot of stuff to say. See, I think he's a bit gutted he can't make it this week, because how much <laughs> he loved that last episode. <coughs> but anyway, just the two of us this week, and we're talking about the latest episode of Picard, which is Mercy. And I think... That's a deliberate title, isn't it? Like it's it's almost meant to be like a companion piece. You've got monsters, then mercy, then I'm yeah. not sure what it's called next week, but it's something totally different, isn't it? Actually, it's not. Thought well, maybe it'd be another M one, but like I, uh, apart from the one episode I slipped up with and saw the trailer, mm. I've made a really conscious effort not to read anything or see anything Me about too. the following weeks. I've, so I've, I. I and I'm really glad I've made that decision. Definitely. And I've I suppose that's the advantage of us in the UK that we we don't get Paramount Plus because I imagine they put loads of adverts on for yeah. upcoming episodes during your other shows and stuff like that. Whereas we get it on Prime and it's literally in fact, yeah, they've not even put the trailer at the end of Prime episodes, have they? No, Prime really don't make a fuss about Picard, like even though I watch it every single week, it never comes up as, like, me top of me to watch yeah. list or anything. You'd think they'd make a bit more of a kerfuffle over it. Maybe they just... Maybe they know it's going to go to Paramount Plus when that launches in the UK, so they're just like, yeah. Well, to be honest, it's got one more season, and I imagine Prime have it for the first season uh, as They well. might have, yeah, and then, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll I see. Don't think, I don't think... Um, Jeff needs the money in the same way as Netflix is short of money. No, I don't. Paramount to buy it back off him. Yeah, I don't think he does. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Netflix at the minute, but we'll we'll find out. And, you know, at the minute, Netflix, if you are in the UK, apart from the new shows, it's still your place for classic Trek. Everything's on there, but whether that'll still be the case in the future or not, who knows? Watch this space. But anyway, mercy then. The pen penultimate, anti penultimate episode. And yeah, I think this is another really strong one. I think we're ramping everything up and it's clear that now we're in the end game now. Once yeah, this, this episode's is really done. setting up the end game, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is the calm before the storm, <coughs> as much as you know, there's a lot going on, but I think it's really gonna kick off next week. Uh, but we start off then with a, a flashback and it's a, a kid seeing some Vulcans on Earth and it's not the Vulcans from Carbon Creek but it's very similar to what was yeah. going on. It's obviously another one of these. Yeah, I was trying to work out the years and it's... It doesn't work. It's too, it doesn't work in the years. No. Which I is mean, a shame because that would have been brilliant to work it out like that. Yeah, that would have been really good if they could have if they could have done it and brought in the same actors and everything. Yeah. That would have been a nice... And it, I won't put it past this show to do something like that. Yeah, that would have been a nice touch. Um, but yeah, the, the timeline doesn't doesn't stack up. So it's, it's different Vulcans on a different but very similar mission. <coughs> 
And then we pick up right where we left off. So we've got Picard and Guinan being interviewed. And I'll, the guy that we speculated, was he a temporal agent? I guess the answer seems to be no. Um, there's still it a possibility. No, but does he get recruited after him? Like that thing that they did with... Um, oh, what did they call him? The guy with B, Captain... Braxton. Captain Braxton. Because they can sort of uh, go mix blend the timelines and have them at any age so he could have been yeah. recruited after this episode it could have been or it could be that he's the great 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 grandfather of the yeah. guy who's on the relativity because we know that the the male gene is particularly strong in star trek families or certainly in the unless you're Romulan and then it's really strong yes <laughs> and if you're female Yes, very true. Very, yeah, Romulan's the female, Jean's the strong ones. Look at Tashiar and Sela as well. So, yeah. uh, whereas humans are certainly the Soon family, it seems to be the male side of the family. Which, also true in the Back to the Future universe. So, there yeah. you go. In fact, they're both strong, aren't they, in the Back to the Future universe? The, to be fair, in a lot of um, franchises, uh, yeah. the Jean's are very, very strong. Yeah. So, I like that the guy comes in straight away with, are you an extraterrestrial life form? <laughs> like, fair play to him. He's not mucking yeah. about. And you know not what? messing about. He's asking the relevant question. Yeah. And if they'd have said yes, nice short interrogation from him. He's proved his point. He's made his reputation. Yeah. It's fine if they'd have said yep yeah, and then just whipped the mask off and they'd been a grey alien and everything. He'd have uh, <laughs> done it. And Guinan actually points <laughs> out um, that we're in the basement here, and that's got to be a bit of a reference to the X Files. The fact that we've got, yeah, it, a, yeah, a basement office in the FBI, and it's a guy who's obsessed with aliens. And yeah, they don't put a, you know, they, they don't wrap a bow on it, and they don't point directly at it. But I just like that. Yeah, it was a nice little uh, reference, wasn't it? Without being blatant. Yeah, reference. like if you're a geek, you can't not make that yeah. connection. <laughs> they maybe it'd have been cool if he'd have if he'd have had an "I want to believe" poster or something. Poster up, that that a bit, but it was only the field office, so it's probably not. It's probably not his main, his main office. I bet he's got an "I want to believe" poster at wherever his his main one is, back at the Hoover Building or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the dynamic with him and them and everything. And then the other side of it is we've got Rafi and Seven are out looking for Girati. Rios is checking um, that the ship's okay. We get a bit more. We're very, very subtly playing the Rafi and Seven relationship. Like we, we know that they sort of got together at the end of season one. We know that they're still together at the start of season two. It's Picard. That's how it's going, but. It seems like the relationship's maybe a little bit strained, yeah. and they seem they seem personable with each other, and they're a bit flirty with each other now and again. But we've not seen any sort of overt displays of affection between them. So it's it's interesting to kind of speculate as to where they might they might be in this relationship, and I presume we'll get some end to that arc at some point. But it's just sort of getting nudged along this week. Like, they're, they're deliberately sort of positioning them as antagonists in this search that Rafi needs Seven to, in her words, sort of go into the Borg Queen's mind. And obviously yeah. Seven's very resistant to doing it. So you've got this 
relationship where one partner is push, <coughs> pushing the other one to do something that they don't really want to do. So that, that can't be good for the relationship. It's got to be straining it a little bit more. But I, I, yeah. I think it's an well, interesting... Well, we get a bit more of this story that Rafi's pushing once being mm. put a bit into her world. How did you feel about that? Because I've heard, I've heard people sort of talking online and things and saying, well, you know... They, it's one of those where all of a sudden we're being told that Rafi's got this character trait and you think back and think, well, have we seen that? Yeah. Have we seen evidence that that Rafi's quite manipulative? And she says, well, everybody knows you like that. And I'm like, I'd have to re-watch season one, but I'm, I'm not sure that I know that Rafi's like that. No, I'm not sure I knew Rafi was like that, but... She's, I think it's that bit. I think usually with from Elnor, aren't they? Yes, yeah. How but, she's manipulated him to be like she's blaming herself for his death because she made him stay with Starfleet. Yeah, and that that serves a really good function in that all of a sudden you go right. It makes a lot more sense now that Rafi's been so guilty about it because yeah. I think we said on an earlier episode, like, you know, Rafi and Elnor have obviously bonded a lot in between seasons that we've not yeah, seen. Yeah, I'm not sure what time scales meant to have passed between no, season one and season two. But I get the impression that it's, <laughs> it's probably about a couple of years. Maybe, I'd say at least a year, yeah. It's at least a year, maybe two years. So, and if you think how Elnor was that, he only joined them to serve mm. the um Hopeless cause. Yeah. He's, he's done his mission where, where he went off with the card. <clears throat> well, that's it. And, you know, every single character, where we pick up with them in season two, they've moved and changed a hell of a lot from where yeah, we left them in yeah. season one. So there's definitely a, a serious passage. So I'm sure we could probably work it out because we know that this is meant to be um, 2401. Yes, that'd be twenty fifth century. So, and then yeah. the previous one was twenty. Was the previous one twenty four ninety nine? So yeah, maybe I'll look at ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. Wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. we had about two two years. And that that makes sense for this relationship to have built up between them. But I still kind of feel like, like we're I, not. I still haven't um, listened to the audio drama that was. No, neither have I. It's a drama that'll, that it is meant to be canon. And it fits between season yeah. one and season two with Rafi and Seven. So that'll obviously add a lot to that relationship. And presumably, yeah. if Rafi's heavily featured, we'll see a lot of um, her relationship with Elnor. But there's a lot of these things where, like, Rafi's... She says to Elnor in the flashback, like, she says, oh, the plan was that you were going to stay with me. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, when, when did that plan come into yeah. effect? You know, we, we weren't aware of this. Um so I like that the backfilling it. I don't mind that, and I think the the flashback is effective in doing that. I it's... think when you've got, I think part of the problem is, like we said, it's a big time jump. Mm. You've got ten episodes with a very intense story to fill in. Yeah, and you in you tr you maybe got ten seconds here, twenty seconds there to fit into mm. years of what's happened to people. Absolutely. And sometimes that can feel a little bit disjointed when you're no, doing that. And that's it. Like, I don't have an issue with the <coughs> filling in backstory. 
the the thing that I kind of do have the issue with is that all of a sudden the the telling us that a character's got this character trait that yes. that, that, that we we're not familiar with, and then we get a flashback that shows, oh yeah, look, she was manipulative, but it's like, well, it'd be nice if you'd have shown us that over the previous eighteen yeah. episodes or seventeen or whatever that we've actually known this character. It'd have been nice that you didn't have to put that flashback in so that we'd go, no, Seven, you're right, Rafi is quite manipulative. Uh, so I'm I'm on the fence about that development, but I don't think it's a, a deal breaker. I think I can live with it. I just think it was maybe for, for it's maybe the, a bit false. Yeah, the quality of the writing we've had this season. Yeah. It feels like it'd have been done it could have been done a lot more a lot more sort of subtly, but I do like the fact that Rafi's giving Seven all this speech about you need to tap into your bog side, blah, 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 blah. But instead she goes, you know what, I'm just going to go ask this guy which way they went. <laughs> and me and you had a similar experience this weekend, didn't we, when we were out and we were we were in Nottingham, which neither of us are from Nottingham. And we had been some, there before. We had some friends who lived there and we said, okay, how do we get to the train station? So you've got to go up here, you've got to go around there. Or you, you can get a walk. Yeah, you can get a tram from here. You can do that. And we said, okay, just point us in the direction. And if we get lost, we'll ask someone. And we did yeah. that and we found it. So there yeah. you go. So also, maybe that's because... Well, it was a lot further than the 10-minute walk they told us. It was a lot further than the 10-minute walk. Where we ended up getting the tram. So I'm not impressed that people local said so, that yeah. was a 10-minute walk. You people who said... Especially with you with your bad knees and me yeah, with my bad back. That's it. They need to think about us. And you know who you are. We're not going to say your names live on air. But if you're listening, it's not a 10-minute walk for yeah. the record. <laughs> But I'm thinking maybe now that I think about it, because we'd obviously seen this episode before we went we went to Nottingham, so maybe that was in the back of our head. We're like, we'll, we'll seven of nine this one. We'll, we'll to follow. To be fair, I've never had a problem asking directions. No, I know. It's out there. That's the way you used to do things. Yeah. But like we said the like, other day, the, the, the problem is that all the... Um, some people have all the sat-navs on the phone and they're going, we're going to the pub. Where is it? Oh, I'll get my Google map out. Yeah. Ask someone. Whereas it's it's like we said before, the problem with that is that you because there aren't as many pubs now, that's how you used to work out where things were. You'd always say you yeah. go to this pub, then you turn left, and then when you see that pub, you're about ten meters away. Anyway. So seven's that's obviously how, Yeah, that's how the original uh, driving tapes worked. Yes. The navigation. Yes, tell us. That was a thing in the 1970s, before we had sat-nav. You had driving tapes. Driving <laughs> tapes. And didn't you say that they they, they sort of somehow knew how fast you were going, so the, uh, the speed of the car wound on the... You had to put... The, your car had to have a chip. Mm-hmm. Or, well, a ball that plugged into it that said what make car it was. Yeah. And there was a sense of that knew the size of wheels for that car, so it counted rotations of wheels to work out distance that you'd gone. Right. So but that used go. to say, like, um, that did you did you use the pub names? Yeah, exactly. So but it was very specific. It'd be like from your house to where you were going, you had to have a different date for every journey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think it ever took off. It's one of them good idea, but you needed to wait a few more years for the technology to come on. Yeah, but 
But Seven's got the right idea. She's asking where she's going. She finds it. And for a split second there, when the guy said, oh, yeah, she left with this um, guy with the red hair, I thought she's killed the punk off the bus. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, no, you can't have brought him in and killed him. And luckily, it doesn't look like it's the punk, so... No, it was some guy. It was that guy from Barry who was playing pool last week. Right, so at least we know the punk's still okay then. That's fine. Um... Going back to Picard then, uh, I like that this could be just a a silly bit of a fun interrogation. They could have played this whole thing for laughs if they'd have wanted to. But they don't because they do create this tension of, well, wait a minute, if this guy's filed all these reports and he says to his superiors that we're trying to interfere with that mission, then they're just going to cancel the mission. Yeah. So the very fact that we've been arrested could actually ruin it. So there is, even though we know Picard's going to get out of it, but there is a sense that this could actually jeopardise the bigger thing as well as yeah. being an issue yeah, for them this in this episode. could be an issue for them. Like, they've, they've put the history back on track and this could be a blip in it because they've got arrested. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's good that it it does, even in an episode which is very much concerned with just setting up the pieces, it has still got its own internal drama to it. And then we pick up with Corey as well, and the penny finally drops. Like, she puts on the VR goggles, Q's left a a program in there, and she says, am I an experiment? And it's like, okay. Yes, you are. Yeah, we, (laughs) we had that worked out as soon as we saw you, but... We do have the benefit of knowing that she looks exactly like an android from the future. So we, yeah. we did have a bit of a leg up on it. But I'm glad that she's finally got there. I feel like she could have got there a little bit quicker, but never mind. We're there now. And then Q sends her this cure. And I feel like this is another reference to Alice in Wonderland because it's in a little vial with a little <laughs> note on it that says... Yeah, well, it says freedom, didn't it? And like... The first time I watched that, I really hoped that it just said, drink me. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> that's what I wanted. I wanted it just to say, drink me. Yeah, and it's it's another one of these, isn't it? Where <coughs> it's, it's the same as the guy being like the X-Files without saying, look, it's the X-Files. This is Alice in Wonderland without yeah. being exactly Alice in Wonderland. But there's... It must be Alex Kurtzman who's a big Alice in Wonderland fan because we're, we're getting this quite a few times. <laughs> um, Seven and Raffi then do find the dead guy and this is where, like, she does actually start to tap into the, the Borg side of it and she has to think about what it was like being a Borg and it's basically she thinks... The Borg Queen's trying to feel a connection because she's cut off from the hive. Yeah. But she she's almost trying to, like, assimilate people individually to try and get that buzz back. Yeah, and it hasn't... Just a sort of a physical connection doesn't work for No, her. it's not It's not enough for her. And the yeah, fact so she's obviously had sex with this guy in, the, in this alleyway. Do you think? I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what they mean when she's tried to have a connection. Oh, I thought and she it, tried. And it hasn't worked. It hasn't been enough. All right. See, that hadn't even crossed my mind. I, I, yeah, I thought like she's gone, like she's tried to have an intimate connection, sort of to feel right. I mean, I can see with, that to I, feel joined with somebody. I can, but that hasn't been enough. 
Yeah, I mean, I can see it, and it absolutely works, and there is precedent. That's what I got from it. There is precedent for that with the Borg Queen seducing data, so... Yeah, it could yeah. well be a case of, right, well, I can't assimilate people. What can I do within the confines of this body? Yeah. Here we are. Well, there you go, the, the pool guy. Yeah, okay. No, sadly, no longer with us, but... Um, he went out... At, yeah, he might have gone out with There's a smile. There's worse ways to die. Yes, yes, I would agree with you. Um, and then... The, there's this thing about phone batteries, which I'm not sure that they they did have a dig a few episodes ago where they said, oh, we're all on as phones all the time. And I wonder if this is just a little bit elaborating on that, just going, you see, phones are evil, look. The whole, yeah. the Borg Queen's going to use them to destroy <laughs> the internet. Well, now, give the Paramount Plus channel a like and follow on YouTube on your mobile device. So... <laughs> There's a hypocrisy well, there, but... <laughs> it was um, one of the cap chemicals, wasn't it? It was... Um, it's lithium-ion, yeah. Lithium-ion, which is a stabiliser. Yeah, and Seven reveals there, we get a bit more insight into how assimilation works. Like, well, we need to put this in your body so that you don't reject all of the... Yeah. ...the metal stuff coming in. So there's a very sound reason for it to be there in terms of the plot and everything and then it, it turns out she's also getting it out of car batteries as well and well like we are on the verge of a lot of uh, yeah. cars going to all electric absolutely like i know in the, U in the uk <laughs> i don't know about the rest of the world i don't know about america but in the uk it's been said that there'll be no new petrol cars after 2030 it wouldn't all surprise will, me. All cars will be electric, so... And, and I think... That's where all the lithium is going in the world, into electric car batteries. Absolutely. So we're accidentally making a perfect breeding ground for the Borg Queen. So just, you know, think about that, people, in future. But, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Like, you do see... But if, she's obviously... Like, the Borg Queen, when she's inside Girati, like, she's obviously got some of her nanoprobes in there. Mm -hmm. And that when she's assimilated or joint. Well, I don't think it's even assimilated. It's more like merged with her. Mm. Yeah. Because like Seven does say we're witnessing the birth of a new Borg Queen. Yeah, this is a new thing. It's not the Borg as we understand it. Yeah. And yeah, Girati, as we find out, but is obviously She's got to altered her biology inside her already to be able to take on these lithium ions. Well, that's it. I, th I think what she's doing... We've got a couple of things going on. We've got this thing that she needs to keep getting an endorphin rush. And I think that's so that the Borg Queen can mentally manipulate her. But now we yeah. find out she's also needing to take in these lithium-ion things. And like you say, she's changing the biology so that physically it isn't rejected from the body. So, I mean, this is presumably... If well, we get Girati back, th this is going to be a hugely traumatic experience she's been through. I don't think we are going to get Girati back, but I think we're mm. going to get a new Borg... I do think we're going to get a new Borg Queen that isn't the same as what we've seen. Yeah, we're going that's... to get a, a new evolution of the Borg. And, you know, that we did get very... Apart from the announcement of the TNG cast coming back, 
The only other thing we really got in that trailer was like a bit of a soundbite saying we're talking about a completely new life form. So yeah. if we want to speculate, season three storyline could be what do we do about this new species well, that's been created like, here? Well, like if if my theory is right, and this is the Bob Queen we saw in episode one. Yeah. Which I, I think we're really heading towards. I think that. we are. If we're not, it's a major swerve and it's going to take some serious backtracking. To... And we've only got two episodes to do it. Yeah. So, But, like, in the timeline they've come back from, the alternate reality, the Borg have been destroyed. Mm -hmm. But in the normal timeline, the Borg haven't been destroyed. They've maybe had some losses, but there's going to be two Borg queens there. Oh, Yeah. So these gonna end up fighting. Yeah, maybe a bog, like a bog civil war, but yeah. done in a much more interesting yeah, way it's than bit, like Voyager. You're sort of going um, like with you, aren't you? And mm, then yeah, the where you have the bog that had split off. But this is done in a different way. I'm just wondering because there's a there is a series of Star Trek novels called Destiny. And Spoilers for anyone who's not read Star Trek Destiny, but it's, it's emphatically non-canon now. Um, but ultimately what happens at the end of that is the Borg get assimilated or effectively assimilated by another species that were like their progenitor. So I'm wondering, are we going to go towards something similar there? Like, is, yeah. is this new Borg that Girati creates going to assimilate or absorb what's left of the bad bog and, and is that where where we got um <laughs> what was it the 27th century bog mm -hmm. voyager yeah which, it could well be i can't remember the name of the episode no neither can i off the top of my head but um because yeah. he was more evolved and more yeah. sort of individual Mm, yeah, there's some real potential here. Some could be some really interesting things going on. But yeah, we'll keep an eye on all of it. I think we're pretty safe that Girati's going to be the one under the mask, but yeah, you never know. And we do see that Girati is still in there somewhere because they have a little bit of a fight. But Girati, when I say Girati, I'm meaning Girati's personality. <laughs> Um, spares seven, so yeah, uh, there's still well, some of her in there. Episode, well, she just hits seven, and then it's roughly that uh, the queen has up that's crushing her. Sorry, neck. yes, it is. You're right. And you hear this, is it she just goes no? Yeah, she lets her go. And yeah. so, yeah, there's definitely still Girati in there, and I'm sure that in classic Star Trek fashion, we'll have. A bit of an internal battle between the Girati yeah, side and, and the Borg side. This is where side. I think we get the new queen that we're going to have sort of like the Borg thing of assimilating and all yeah. that. But you're also going to have uh, Girati's morality behind it. Yeah, and the, it, maybe it'll be a case that <laughs> they realise they can't separate them, but they're actually better together sort of thing. Yeah. Mm, it'd be like Tuvix if they didn't murder Tuvix. Yeah. So yeah, Tuvix was better than the... Yeah, well, two things was better than the other two, but Captain Janeway didn't think so. And some people <laughs> have still... murder, honestly. Yeah, even though they dragged <laughs> him off the bridge screaming for his life, bless him. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, back with Agent Wells then and Picard. He gets him to read back the statement that Rios made 
uh, a couple of weeks ago. And this is, again, what we've talked about time and time again this season, how there's such little attention to, you know, such attention to little detail is what I mean, not little attention to detail. So we had this funny line the other week where Rios just said, oh, sod it, I'm just going to tell him the truth. He's not going to believe me anyway. Yeah. And so he went on this monologue and it was a funny moment in that episode. But now it comes back to bite Picard on the ass. Yeah. And I love that. That's just brilliant. And it's... I like that Picard's got to read what Rios thinks about him. Yes. Uh, he's, an ant, he's a cybernetic human. I really don't yeah. understand it. <laughs> what he is anymore. Yeah, exactly. And... And Patrick Stewart's just great, sort of selling that. You can tell he's pissed off, like, oh, this is what one of lads has said about me. Yeah. But he's also got to try and blag Wells that he doesn't know this fella and it's got nothing to do with him, so he can't really yeah. show how angry he is about it. You tortured him to make him say this. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> line. So, yeah, just great stuff again. And then... He splits them up, so we're going to have separate interrogations now. So he's running he's running through the whole playbook of what you do. I've yeah. tried having them together and seeing if they'll expose anything. It's not worked. Split them up, see if I can play them one off against each other. Well, when you look for differences in what the, in the testimony, yeah, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I like that we did mention it earlier, but where he's writing something down and Gannon says, what are you doing? He says, well, you're laughing, so I'm writing down that your species has a sense of humour. <laughs> and notably as well, Picard says, I can, without a word of a lie, tell you I am not an extraterrestrial, but Gannon keeps quiet, so... Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was what he was writing down. I thought he was going to be writing down, the woman hasn't said that she's not, so... And then back on the ship then, and we get... We, we get a bit more in the, the romance storyline and everything. So we've got the kid eating too much cake. Um, which, yeah. like, do you think he's going to take these back with him? I don't know. I mean, it's looking very much like that, isn't it? But or do you think uh, he, he might stay? He might stay. He might stay there, but then wouldn't it be the whole thing of, well, yeah, you know, that if, could you be stay, if you stay there rest of your life, are you going to muck the timeline up? Yeah. Uh, and you know too much about the future. And... Oh, unless they, they find a way that he has to stay. Like, you could have something like, oh, well, you know, I've run a check on it and it turns... One of us has to stay to press the button. Oh, there you go. So that could work. <laughs> or it could be something like, well, we've looked at all of her history and it turns out she has a child that is really important, but her child's surname is Rios, so you must be the father, yeah. so you'll have to... You know, a bit of a John Connor thing going on, I don't know. Um, we talked about the other week about replicators and how Rios can appreciate how much better the real thing is, but this kid doesn't seem to care with the cakes. They're obviously well, doing a good enough well, job. They're seeing, it from, they're seeing it from the other side of Wonder if you ask for anything and it's there. Yeah, exactly. And I reckon... Because he goes, ask for anything, and he goes, four cakes. Four cakes straight away. And I, I like that it decides, I'm going to give you a variety of cakes as well. We're yeah. going to have a red velvet one. We're going to have a chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah, you would go a little bit crazy, wouldn't yeah, you, when you like first Yeah, like the computer's a obviously a lot more advanced than uh, Voyager or Next Generation, because, like, when he's gone four cakes, it hasn't come out with, I have 57 recipes yeah, yeah. on my... Oh, man, would you like 
I bet Tom Paris made some improvements when he got back from the Delta Quad. He was like, look, we've been stuck on this ship for seven years and every time we want to soon. <laughs> yeah, so he's made sure that they get the replicators updated. And Rios finally gets a kiss, which is nice. Yeah. And like this you say... Where, like, I think, is he going to take her and the kids with him? Yeah. Or he's going to stay behind? Yeah, I don't think we're splitting this couple up because... No, like, just... we could have that... Um, this, the see it in... Uh, oh, she's learned historical importance and... In a year, during some race riots, so the sun get killed. Yeah, so you can take her with you and there won't be yeah. any... Yeah, yeah, we definitely could do that. Um, because otherwise, just from a, a storytelling point of view, if we're not going to do something like that, there's yeah, not been the a point? lot of point in it. Exactly. It, you don't want Rios to just have a fling and leave it yeah. and that's it done, because that doesn't really get us anywhere. Um... Q then, so we finally get this um, return of Q, and it turns out he did hear the summoning ritual. Yeah, it's just taken him some time to get to get there. <laughs> yeah, it's taken him ages to get there. <laughs> and he's had to somehow nick an FBI thing to... I presume he's nicked it. I presume he can't alter his appearance anymore, so... Like, it's obvious... He can obviously do stuff, so... I'm imagining that, okay, he might have lost his, like, superhuman mm. powers, his godlike powers, but he's also got billions of years of experience and knowledge oh, yeah. that he hasn't lost. So he could probably do replicators and... Yeah, I'm sure. Probably, it, probably, yeah. First thing he's done is knock together a basic replicator, and then he's <laughs> made it replicates something that can produce everything he needs, so... His IDs and he can lock yeah, it could back well into be. any system and put his ID and all that. Yeah, I mean, he can get the clothes he needs and he's definitely a resourceful guy in any yeah. in any form. So yeah, and we get much more. And this, I think, this <coughs> this is brilliant from Q. How he's ruminating about the fact that he's dying, and at first he thought it was going to be really exciting, but now he's like, oh, I'm just. Fading away. I'm really trying to disintegrate him now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it, with Q? It can go from these goofy, silly moments into something really quite sinister. Yeah. Into... But how he does it. Like, it is quite sinister that I'm really trying to will you out yeah. of existence now. And he absolutely... But how he does it is still goofy and comedic. Yeah. And he absolutely would have done, I'm sure, if he could have done, but... Um, it... And then he says some stuff that I think we're getting a bit more insight into what is actually going on with the whole season here. Because he says, can a single act redeem a lifetime? And he says, it's the escape that matters, not the trap. Yeah. So that implies to me that he has put Picard in this situation because getting out of this situation will benefit Picard in some way. Well, and that will also be able to learn from it. Yeah, and that's what he's trying to do as like a final act of redemption. And this goes even further because he says humans are all trapped in the past, which turns out to be a direct clue to help Picard get out of the current situation yeah. that he's in. So it it definitely seems to be helping them, but we know that he's also been pushing 
to make it worse. So it, it's like he needs Picard to resolve this for some reason. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know why. I'm sure we uh, will find out why. He's dying. He's dying and they've all lost the powers. And... So what? But why would Picard but, solving but, this fix that? But the Q must get the powers back. Yes, as you say, we that. know. Because uh, Discovery has already said that. In six, sorry, in in Discovery season three, they said we haven't heard from the Q before. Of season four, was it? Yeah, beginning of season four, they go, we haven't heard from the Q for four hundred years. Yeah, and that was but being... four hundred years to them. He's saying five hundred years in the future from Picard's real time. Exactly, and the the two writing rooms must have liaised with each other and gone, okay, we want to put a line in about Q. Well, we're actually doing a season long storyline about Q, so yeah. let's make sure our stories tally up here. So yeah. So it's interesting, and I'm sure we will get but, the answer. But, but Discovery has um, ruined that dilemma because I know Q must get better. Yeah, we know Q in some form. We don't know whether it'll be this Q, but, I think it'll be this but Q. there will be Q because, as a like, species. People, people talk about the Q being villains. I don't think they really are villains. I don't think they are. I think they... I think they're, they're somewhat callous to lower life forms, like they... They treat everything they look else. Down on everyone. Yeah, and and they act like every every other species is there for their amusement. But I don't think that comes out of malice. Like I think they genuinely think, oh, it don't matter what you do to humans because they're only humans. It's not. Yeah. They don't matter enough to to worry about sending an asteroid into the home. Well, you know whatever it is they decide to do that week, but. Um, but yeah, I think it's that this on such a different plane that they they don't comprehend it, and certainly Q's arc in TNG and his relationship with Picard has taught him that humanity has some value. Yeah, but he was also trying to push Picard to better himself. He was, yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's what this is again. He needs Picard to take that next step for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's only. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm sure we'll get the answers in the next couple of weeks. Um, Corey then confronts Soong. She's not happy. She leaves. But he's not left alone for too long because Gerati turns up, or the Queen, or whatever we want to call her, Jaquini. I like how up. she comes down and goes, surely I don't have to explain the futility of resistance. Oh, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's really nice and... She does this a bit later as well. Yes, she does. There's a play on the normal way the Borg say things. Yeah, do you want to add your biological and technological? <laughs> yeah. She's definitely vamping it up a bit. It's Yeah. There does seem to be some of Gerati's personality coming out, even if it's the yeah. queen that's driving the ship at the time. So we finally got, really, the two villains of the season are teaming up in... You know, like them, them classic episodes of the Adam West Batman where you'd have an episode where the Riddler and the Joker are working together. We've, we've, and I'm sure like they had their own, the, their own the vehicle. Movie. There's the original Batman movie. Oh, all four of them. Yeah. The yeah. Riddler, the Penguin, the Joker, Catwoman. Yeah, I don't know how they managed to solve that one because that was a... Uh, well, I, I do actually remember how they did it, but it's not <laughs> worth going into on it because it's really quite bizarre. 
But if you've not seen it, and you've got the Batman bug because you've seen the latest one, go back and check out the 1966 Batman movie. That'll, that'll be an eye-opener. Was it 66, the Batman movie? Uh, I think it was. Cause it, it was after the series. It was after the first season of the series. I thought it was after the whole thing had finished. No, it was one of them where the first season was that popular that they were like, right, bang a film out as quick as we can. Right. And then I think it, I think they did that between seasons one and two. Right, um, I, thought, I always was under the impression it was after it had been made because like one of the things when Star Trek The Motion Picture came out was they were going, has there ever been a movie made after a TV series? And it was, uh, no, because Batman did it. Ah, uh, good point, yeah. I mean, I, I'll hold my hands up if I'm wrong, but I've got a feeling it yeah. was in between seasons. You, you could be right. Either like, way. I remember stuff that I heard like, when I was about eight or yeah. nine. And... <laughs> Either way, go check it out. You'll have a blast with um, the Batman movies. Some days you can't get rid of a bomb, so go check it out. Um, then Guinan goes all 11 from Stranger Things to send this message to Picard. I, am I right in saying we've never seen a Nellorian do this before? I mean, she's always had a, a latent psychic thing. We've she's never had... seen one sort of astral project like this. No. Because they've them. And... Have we had it where... I'm, I'm trying to think if we've had it where... They can sort of hear them, sort of project the thoughts. Mm, I'm not sure. No, I think they've taken it a bit further than what I think they have. And I think also you've got the thing that we all knew there was something extra special about Gaiden that we'd never seen in the next generation. Absolutely. And they're revealing the actual powers of the Ilarians. And what we get as well is whatever she's doing is causing her to have this nosebleed. Yeah. So this isn't something that she would do every two minutes at the drop of a hat. No. This is dangerous and it takes a lot of effort. Um, so I can believe that when... Because let's be honest, most of the time we've seen Gain and she's been behind the bar, you're not going to need to see this ability. No. So, yeah, I'm happy... I know there'll be people who are very upset that this is a new Elorian ability, but oh. I can definitely... Well, we were upset about summoning Q, weren't they? Exactly. But I, I we cannot... finally got um, that explained. We did, which <laughs> I'm happy with that, finally. Yeah. And it was nothing to do with looking at its giant teeth. No, which is a bit of a disappointment, let's be honest. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, at least we've got something now. And if anyone hasn't seen it, that's a reference to Monty Python's Holy Grail. Which, again, watch watch that before you watch Batman, actually. Do a double bill. That'll be a good yeah. night of comedy if you watch them too. <laughs> and then you get this lovely scene with Picard and Wells where he says, well, let's have... Let's have an exchange of truth then. And Wells sort of confesses that, well, you're you're the thing I have to prove because something happened to me in my past and we yeah. revisit the Vulcan thing and it turns out this guy thought the Vulcans were trying to kill him. Yeah, and melted into that. He melted, said he goes, we're yeah. all like this. Yeah, and that's lovely how Picard just reaches up to him and touches him and goes, no, it's this. And you can, you can see that he's just soothing pain that this guy's had for his whole life and it's just such a kind act that Picard does it and it, it wins the guy over and it gets him on their side and it also 
let's gain and start to see, oh, actually, humans can be pretty good. I've become yeah. very jaded recently, but you're showing me how... You're reminding me of things. Yeah. Almost. So it, it's another one of them lovely scenes where it serves a lot of purposes. It does a lot of things with what it actually shows us. And you get that great line, like, perhaps you had to be that boy so you can be this man who lets us go. Yeah. And I just think it's lovely for such a a minor sort of one episode character that we give him this whole arc and we explore you know, childhood trauma and we explore who he's going to become potentially going forward. I just think it's lovely the amount of detail um, to give to him. And obviously he's going to help now. And Picard's, the way he says it, like he says, you know, and seemingly I need your help now. And it, it really comes across that he's grateful to him and that he realises that he needs this guy's help and everything. He's very, very good with people, is Picard. He's, yeah. he's able to get people on the side. But we've seen this right from the next generation, so this is yeah. nothing new. No, not at all. But I think, as we've said the last few weeks, that this older take on Picard and Patrick Stewart being older, there is... I think a touch more compassion to him than we used to see. Yeah. He was always a compassionate guy, but the, the maybe not compassion the right word, softness to him that we might not have seen before. And then the villain team up then. So the Queen explains why Adam Sung's big. We saw his statues back in the second episode. And it appears that Rene Picard's gonna find this microorganism. And for whatever reason, that will mean that Soong's experiments and well, whatnot are not needed. Well, if she finds alien life, because if she finds this microorganism, that proves that there's life on other planets. Yeah. And that's the first time humanity <laughs> will have seen that. Yeah. We are, like... I 100% believe that these other life forms in the universe. Yeah, it's the, too big not to be. Yes. But we have no proof of that. It's literally no. just scientific theory at the moment. No, that's it. Like it's, it, it's like you say, it's to do with the fact that there's so many planets out there, the chances of one of them not sustaining life of some kind yeah. is next to nothing because you know, the, the universe yeah. is so vast that there has to be. Yeah, but it, yeah, the, it's a ridiculous. I think it's a ridiculous supposition to imagine that yeah. we are the only planet that has life, even if it's just microorganisms that exist elsewhere. That's it, exactly. So yeah, <coughs> it it will change human society, and I'm wondering if whatever this organism is, maybe it'll have a cure to a disease or something. Because Maybe. it's got to be something that that provides that could only otherwise be provided by soon. And soon seems to be all about genetic tampering and things like that. Yeah. So it appears that if they don't find that, soon basically manages to become something of a, a ruler of the planet. Because he's like, well, I've got this technology and this can save you from... I wonder if it'll tie into World War Three in some way. It, Possibly. He can genetically alter people so they can withstand radiation, or I don't know, but something like that. Yeah, there's something. He, he does. It, if she finds this life form, things get better on Earth. And yeah. we obviously, obviously, people start acting a bit more responsibly. Eventually, and stop, yeah. And maybe uh, the rich people stop uh, 
destroying, uh, pumping out all the fossil fuels. Well, there'll be too... Just for the own... Uh, Drop it. They'll be too busy having a war first, but once they get past <laughs> that, yes. Um, and then the plan is formulated. So what we want to do is take over La Serena so that she can get the technology to start assimilating people properly. Yeah. But she gives it a trial run, which is when she delivers that line we talked about. And, you know, again, I'm sure people will say, well, the Borg aren't like that and I don't like what they're doing and blah, 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 blah. But we have got a special forces unit of Borg. That's cool, whichever Which, way. And it ties in that they're not being assimilated in the same way. No, they Because looks... in, in episode one, we have them referred to as our queen. Yes, exactly. And, we... and, and they're obviously thinking differently. Yeah, and it, it looks like the the look seems to be they're just going with the dark eyes and slightly pallid skin. We're not doing yeah, the full on Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's... She doesn't have enough nanoprobes to be for them to start having no exactly so things. She sort of just sort of, it's almost like mind control. I'm quite, a bit of augmented strength. And, yeah, I'm quite happy with it. We've seen traditional Borg a lot. I don't mind seeing some badass marine Borgs. Yeah, that, that, if you bring in, like, if you're gonna do the Borg again, you need to do something different because we saw a lot of bargain Voyager. Exactly. A hell of a lot. So, yeah, I, I am well up for the Special Forces Borg laying siege to La Serena next week. Yeah, and, and I can see it being assimilated and then we... And that's where we get that ship from, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it's all playing in really well to my prediction. I think, I think it is. I think there's you... nothing that I don't think there's anything that's thrown my prediction off track. Not yet, no. So yeah, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think you I think you're absolutely right. I think that bog ship that we saw in episode one was actually La Serena. Um yeah. and we'll see we'll see how the the nuts and bolts of it all play out. But like, I think I you're, think, I think you're the right. big clue by it is La Serena, mm. as we get closer to it looking like it's gonna be. Is that it's part of the opening credits still. Uh true, yeah, very true. Yeah. So And the ship is all, um, in Star Trek, the ship has all, always been mm-hmm. one of the characters. Absolutely. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you're right. Uh, but it'll be fun to see how exactly we get there. And I presume we're going to kick off with a bit of a battle next week. So that's going to be some fun. Yeah. And, and I do want to point out that Lesserina will still exist in the Prime Universe because this is the alternate universe of Lesserina. Yes, you're right. So, yeah, Seven will still have a Lesserina, but yeah. the Lesserina. Alt Lasserina will be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes you Yeah, it, it, it's things to sort of bear in mind. It's like Rios keeps referring to this as his ship. And it isn't his ship. This no. is an alternate the, reality version. Yeah, this is the Nazi version of his ship. So, yeah. yeah, you can get your proper ship back when you get back to the yeah. real timeline. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens next week then. But, yeah, another great episode. And... If they can stick the landing on these last two, as we've said many yeah. times, this is one of the best Star Trek seasons we've ever had. And certainly of yeah, the new I think, Star Trek. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of this episode, next episode, if we're heading back to the future. Me too. I think 
I think it's pretty much going to be a two-parter, but it's going to be very separate two parts. It's next week is the end of the being in the past. Yeah. La <coughs> the final episode is wrapping up back in. The final episode is going to be back on the start. Back on the start, too. exactly. That's and I think and I think that there's going to be. I think she's going to take the crew back mm -hmm. with her. Yeah. So that they could alter what happened the first time. So yeah, I always... I think the crew were on that ship that on the Borg ship that we saw in episode yeah. one. Yeah, but we'll find out anyway. So um, we'll be back next week to talk about the penultimate episode, and it'll also be the the final episode before Strange New World starts, which is going to be fantastic as well. Well, we like. That's just going to be a mental episode, yeah, isn't it? We've got a retreat because we've got a finale of uh, Picard, which how this season's gone is off to be absolutely awesome. Yeah. And we're going to have the first episode of Strange New Worlds. Which is like, easily yeah. the most anticipated show since Star Trek came back. So Yeah, like, I'll be honest, I can imagine next, not next week, the week after our show being nearly two hours long. Yeah, so... <laughs> There you go, you've got that to look forward to, but just a normal normal size episode next week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, we're on Twitter at RetrekPod, email us retrekpodgmail.com, come and find us on Facebook, search for Retrek. Check out Elliot's uh, model building channel, Retrek's Model Studios. Yeah, I never got one out last week, but... We are, we were away. You've and got being... you've got bags and bags of old videos that can go back to them. So <laughs> absolutely, and um, thanks for trekking with us this time. And we'll see you next time on the retrek. Thank you. Bye bye.